Shulchem. Happiest Monday. Shavua Tov. Today's Shavua is dedicated to Mishmat Sarah Bat Moshe, Shalomo Ben Eliyahu, Zerubabel Ben Gabriel, Tzivya Bat Mashiach, Tamara Bat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Nisan, Liora Bat Yitzchak, Benjamin Ben Yitzchak, Yehuda Ben David, Yehuda Ben David, Rinat Malka Batan, Shimon Ben Mishael, and Yitzchak Ben Shalomo. Then for the Repua Shlema, Rachel Bar Chana, Shemuel Ben Rachel, Esther Bar Chana, Dan Ben Esther, and Yehuda Ben Esther, so last week we were talking about Hitorarut, inspiration, certain uh, individuals who might be hopeless and there might be no hope of, of uh, trying to inspire them, but maybe there is a, a little bit of hope. So we'll just uh, we'll start off the week with a joke before we go on to the next topic. Uh, uh, there was an atheist who... He was uh, lying on his deathbed. He's 90 years old, and his uh, his son is sitting with him. Uh, happiest Monday, happiest Monday. <coughs> so the atheist looks at his son and he says, "You know, my son, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's gonna be. Please, please, if you will, please say Kaddish for me for one year." Don't forget to say the Kaddish for one year. And the son is shocked. I mean, my father, he's an atheist, doesn't believe in God. And now he's getting to his deathbed. He knows where what's going to happen to him. You know, he has a change of heart. So said, okay, fine. So his son says, okay, whatever you say, my father, whatever, I'll be clean out there. Bezrat Hashem. You know, 100% I'm going to say Kaddish for the upcoming year. Suddenly the son feels, he feels a slap on his face. The father says, what have I been teaching you all these years? <laughs> Some people, even on their deathbed, there's no hope. So hora'a means uh, halachic rulings. Okay. And uh, when a rabbi makes a halachic ruling. It's known what our rabbis have said in Masachet Sota. Pasuk, there's a verse. It's a pasuk in Mishle. For it has um, uh, killed many corpses. There are many corpses on account of its killing. And, and there are many who have been murdered by it. So what's what's it referring to? So Kirabim Khalalim Hipila, who's the one that has killed many, who has killed many corpses? Right, it's a student that he has not gotten to the level that he is ready to issue a halachic ruling. He has not learned enough. But he's teaching as if he knows. Right? He goes around and saying, no, no, this is what the din is. This is no, they have no idea what they're talking about. They have not learned enough. They, they learned to say Shema Israel, but they, they didn't learn, you know, learn Gemara, Rambam, Shulchan Aruch, learn the, learn the ways of the Halakha. So they don't get to that level and they teach. And they kill many because they issue I mean, They teach Halakha. They teach Halakha. They teach people Halakha and they teach people this is uh, correct. This is allowed, this is not allowed, this is permitted, this is forbidden. 
and they kill many because they cause people to violate prohibitions, they cause people to do Yisurim, they give people misinformation. But then on the other hand, it says, then there's another kind of person who's also killed many people, who has murdered many. This is a person that has gotten to the level that they're able to teach. But they, they're not teaching. They've learned it. Uh, but they're, but they're yeah, not teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. the halakha. It's just as bad. The there's two a sides, the two sides are... There's a responsibility. When a person gets to the level, they've learned Gemara, they've learned halakha, they've learned the they've, they learned Rishonim, they've learned Achronim, they learned Shulchan Aruch, they learned uh, the... the the writings of our great rabbis of the previous generations, they've, got, they've received tzimicha from a great rabbi who tells them, it's your time to, to teach now, and he doesn't go and teach. So, Rabbi Ben Chaim likes the quote that, you know, the Gra, the Gaon Mivilna, he used to be able to learn some of these great halachot and lessons from, from the smallest nuance in the Torah. So he says, this deen is hinted to where in Aseret Hadibrot, in the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments, it says Lotirzach. But if you look, the Ten Commandments in our in our Torah, there's two ways of reading the Ten Commandments, right? There's the regular Tamim that are in the uh, in the Chumash that when a person's reading by themselves, when you reach Naim Mikra, when you learn the Parasha, you follow that. But if you if you pay attention when you come to Kanisa, when the Chazan reads, the Torah reader reads, there's a different set of Ta'amim that he has to use. Yeah, the there's a different, different. Set, the cantillation is different. In the art scroll Chumash, in the blue Chumash, it puts it at the end at of the, the parasha. Yes, yes. They say, turn to the end of the parasha if you want to follow the cantillation the way that it's read. They call it Ta'amim Tachtonim and Ta'amim Elyonim. Ta'amim Tachtonim, the the lower cantillation is the regular cantillation, and then there's the higher cantillation, which is the cantillation the Chazan uses when he reads. Now, when you get to the sixth commandment of do not murder, so in the Tamim Tachtonim, in the lower cantillation, it all goes together in one pasuk. It's all one verse. But in the higher cantillation that the Chazan reads, each one is a separate pasuk. There's Lotirzach. Lot, you know, each one. What difference does that cause? It makes a difference in Hebrew grammar. Because when Lotir Tzach is a continuous pasuk, <coughs> under the Tzadi, you have a patach. You have one line underneath the Tzadi. But when you when it's the end of a pasuk, when it's just one of Lot, then the Chazan reads it, that patach, that line underneath, it turns into a kamatz. It turns into a kamatz, the one that it's like a half plus uh, on the bottom. So those each, each those ta, those nekudot, the first one of the the one line is called patach in Hebrew, and the one that is like a half plus kamatz. on the bottom is called the kamatz. What do they mean? Patach means to open, kamatz means to close. Komet. The reason why is because patach is a little bit of a long, is a is a shorter sound where a person has to open their mouth. Patach, but kamatz is you make the same sound but the mouth is a little bit more closed. That's the simple reason. But the Gaon Mivilna says something unbelievable. Lot Yirtzach, don't murder. There's two ways that, a, that the prohibition of do not murder is violated. There's one person that 
is lo tirtahu, the patach. He opens his mouth. Who told you to open your mouth? You didn't learn. You don't know. Don't open your mouth. Close your mouth. Don't, 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 don't pretend that you know. Don't say, oh, I learned one thing and now I know halakhot. But then you also have lo tirtahu, the kamats. You have a person who murders by closing his mouth. When he should have opened his mouth, he closed his mouth and he didn't say anything, and he murdered many by not saying anything. So this halakha, this din, he says, is in this one, one little, uh, <laughs> one little patach and kamat, one little nekuda in the, the Torah teaches the second halakha. one thinks he's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I mean, in his mind, he thinks oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know everything. I shouldn't close my heart. <laughs> Uh, and and the way it always works is the the people who and have learned one thing they think they know everything. Right? The more a person learns, the more he realizes there's out there that he doesn't know he anything. Doesn't right. He's you don't know anything. We're little red he, fish. He, you know these little red fish, the red fishes he, you know, yeah, in the middle of the ocean. When a person reads one of the chuvot, the response of Rabbi Yosef. You're shocked by the amount of books that he quotes. The, the amount of sfarim that you, 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 you didn't even know that the book existed. You didn't even know that. Uh, for, forget that he's, he's quoting it as a, you know, as one, two, three, a casually, uh, you know, and also it's here and it's also in there, also in there, and also in there. And, and how many of them? I didn't even know that this, the book existed. I didn't even. <laughs> so, well, so the so the more you know, the more you're, you're humble. So the Amor Abotenuzah, so our Chachamim said, um, pasuk, there's another pasuk in Mishlei next to it. I think it's the same parak. Emor lachot at the beginning of it. Emor lachochma achotiat. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Oh, say to the chochma. So that's true. What does that mean? If the halakha is so clear to you, the way you know your sister is your sister. Then as you, well then as you, can, you know your sister. Then you can say it. Then you can say it. The way you know your sister is prohibited to you. And you're never going to have relations with her. In the same way, Omrehu, then say it. If it's not that clear to you, 100%, don't say it. And you know, this is even things... That maybe are are not practical halachalimase, but about matters that a person hasn't learned and known. But culture can't enough come Even more so if there's a halacha that comes out of it. If there's a din, if there's something that's instructing people the way they should live their life, is this allowed? Is this allowed? Is this kasher? Is this kosher? Is this not kasher? Is this a, is this allowed to do on Shabbat? Is this not allowed to do on Shabbat? For the tefillin, is it okay this way? Is it not okay this way when it comes to prayer? All, all the details of the halachot. And yes, a person has to be afraid that if that I allow something that's prohibited. And so I go and I say, yeah, no, it's, just, it's, it, it's, it's totally okay to eat fish without a kashrut. It's totally okay to eat fish without a kashrut. It's so simple uh, to say that Too it's easy. okay to, to eat fish without a kashrut. How do you know that you identified it as a kosher fish and, the, and that it's a kosher fish? How do you know what utensils they used in order to cut it and prepare it? How do you know if the... You really, really... It's, it, it's so simple to you? Well, no, if it's something that's asur, something that's prohibited, and you say it's mutar, and you say that it's allowed, 
or if a person comes and says that something that is impure is pure for a person uh, issue or not um, if a woman sees this kind of stain or this kind of bleeding she's not nida she's not nida she, she doesn't need a shalom. a husband has relations with with uh, his wife who is nida it's a correct prohibition in the Torah it's not simple so as the man has to be afraid says that a judge any judge in in Jewish law who's judging any case they have to think that Gehinam is open beneath them <laughs> that if I make a mistake I'm gonna fall in there don't say asur or mutar. Don't say that it's mutar per minute or that it's asur until it's clear to you like daylight. It's Monday morning. Who is your asur? I don't get it. We started with a joke today. Don't. Uh, don't rely on your memory. Check in a book. Make Take sure. some time. Make sure. Check, verify. Check, check, verify. And maybe, maybe your memory is uh, throwing you off. Maybe you remembered it exactly one way, but it's not. You had a dream. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you had a dream. No, but sometimes you remember the halacha one way, and then you go up, when, uh, and then you go back to check. Whenever a question is asked, and it's not exactly the way what, the what you, what, what you thought. It's not exactly the way you thought. So always go back. And if it's not clear to you that it's permitted in this situation, don't, don't, don't go and say it's permitted, it's allowed. Even if he's a great rabbi, do not be ashamed to go ask other rabbis. Don't be ashamed to ask other rabbis. I want to, you know, I have this question. <laughs> I'm not 100% clear on the answer. Uh, what are your thoughts? What do, you, what do you think about this? This is what I read. This is what I saw in the Gemara. This is what I saw in Shulchan Aruch. This is what, what I saw from Rabbi Yosef. Well, what, what do you think? How do you feel? Does it apply also in this situation as well or not? Two are always better than one. Always. And there's no there's no shame in, in asking. Take your time. The Gemara has this expression, which means sometimes by how sharp and how great a rabbi is, he makes mistakes. Because he's too, too fast. Because the issue ruling is too fast. And in this will always uh, um, advise the community always do your best sometimes you have an urgent question and it's hard and you don't have time you have to say something um, to give an answer in the Immediately. moment it's always that much more helpful to the rabbi if someone asks the question when there's time so that he has time to look into it if the if he needs to to make sure that he, to make sure that he that he's 100% let me uh, i know it i'm pretty sure let me double check i know it i'm pretty sure let me ask another rabbi just to, just to make sure. It, it always helps the rabbi out um, if there's time to be, if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible, but if a person, sometimes people leave it till the last minute and you don't always get the exact answer correct if you wait till the last minute to ask because there wasn't enough time for the rabbi to look into it. 
So Khwar Amrubashas and uh Gimara says, Diravaki atetrifta kame ava machnif the kuluta bakedim khoza. When Rava, the great Rabbi Rava, when they used to come, they used to bring him a question of an animal and ask, Is this a trefa or not? Meaning there are complicated dinim for a shochet that he has to know that if the animal um, has certain blemishes, if it, the lungs is something that has a problem in its lungs or has a problem in different parts of the body, does it make it kosher or not kosher? The animal has to be whole and has to be healthy. Uh, when you do the shechita. So sometimes you have something that happens to one of its limbs or something that happened and now you have to say, is it terefa or not? Terefa means that this was an animal that's not kasher. It's an animal that's not kosher. So he used to bring all of the shochatim uh, in the city in Mechoza and ask, and ask their opinions. And ask, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? Why Amar? And he said, in order to say that, you know, each one is going to have a little piece of the wood. Which <laughs> means, if chas we I made, made a mistake, everybody's involved. It's not, it's not all on me. <laughs> it shouldn't be all on me. <laughs> everybody's a piece of Everyone has a small piece of the wood. If I make a mistake in the judgment, it shouldn't all be on me. Yeah, we'll talk about it between all of us and less of the uh, responsibility will, will fall on my shoulders. The Anan and Pelerot says, and what about us? This is a rabbi in the Gemara. This is Rava. Right, wow. oh, and what about us? We're orphans of orphans. By the time he gets to us, what are we supposed to say? We're supposed to just say, I know, let me answer. <laughs> let me answer right now. If it's not clear to you, if it's not absolutely clear, do not teach people um, it's permitted and it's allowed. Unless you're 100% sure. And now says Peleowitz, this is, this is amazing. Even to be strict on people the other way is not simple, it's not pashut. You need to think. If it's something that's allowed, and you come and you say, it's, it's asur. Not, it's not right? This food right now, this fish that they bring, this, uh, uh, this meat that they bring in front of you, it's allowed to eat it, it's permitted to eat it. And you say, it's not kosher. You, you just go and you say, it's not kosher. What did you do? According to the Kabbalah, there's sparks of Kiddushah all over the world. And when a person does a mitzvah, they're bringing out the sparks of Kiddushah when they do that, they do that mitzvah. So perhaps in that food, in there that is, meat that they spark, asked about you, in that spark. fish that they asked you about, there's sparks of kiddushah in that food, and you told them, oh, it's not kosher. Yeah, don't eat it, throw it out. Don't it. But they could have said a bracha on that food, and they could have brought out the sparks of kiddushah in that food. Wow. And you ruined that potential. Wow. wow. Because you told them that they're not allowed to have it. And also, if it's something that belongs to the person, if it's something that he, you know, he, he already bought that fish, or he, he already bought that meat, and you tell them you have to throw it out now. Financially, you're so you're causing a financial damage to them. You're, you're stealing from them. 
So there's a there's a famous response by uh, the Tshuva Me'ava. There's a book um, called Tshuva Me'ava. He was a rabbi from uh, Prague in the late 1700s. He was a student. His 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 rabbi, his rabbi was the more was um, the most famous, Rabbi Cheskel Landau. He was a Talmud. He was a student of uh, the Nodabi Yehuda, the the great rabbanim of Prague, of the city of Prague. So he says that if a rabbi makes a mistake to um, be strict on something where he should have been lenient, or if he makes a mistake to be lenient on something which is more strict, which one is worse? Says the Tshuva Me'ava. To be strict on what is more lenient. So he says it's worse to be strict on what is more lenient. How come? It's, it's beautiful Svarai, he says. He said, if, a, if the rabbi is lenient on something where he should have been strict, then he makes an avon, but the avon is between him and Hashem. Right? Hashem can forgive him on Yom Kippur. The other way around, but, between but the other way around, he does an avon between Ben Adam Lachavero, between, between a, he, he's strict on something where he, where he should have been lenient. It's an avon Ben Adam Lachavero. And therefore, he needs forgiveness for, uh, from the person for Yom Kippur. Okay. Is that Hashem we're going to uh, continue to tomorrow? Oh. Very tough. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a wonderful day. Happiest Monday.